Burroughs Furniture is built for the way you live. From ensuring easy assembly and disassembly to honoring highly requested new colors for their award-winning seating, they always have their customers in mind. Their modular seating is made out of durable materials to last and grow with you. And with Burrow, you always get fast, free shipping. Get up to 60% off during Burrow's Memorial Day sale at burrow.com slash ACAST. That's burrow.com slash ACAST. Burrow.com slash ACAST. Wow. Nice. Yeah. What you're hearing are the sounds of people everywhere putting on Bomba socks, underwear, and T-shirts made from absurdly soft materials that feel like plush clouds. Yeah, that plush. And the best part? For every item you purchase, Bombas donates another to someone facing homelessness. Bombas. Big comfort for everyone. Go to bombas.com slash ACAST and use code ACAST for 20% off your first purchase. That's bombas.com slash ACAST. Code ACAST. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts. Start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. The following program is brought to you by your friends at Podcast One. Don't forget to download our new Podcast One app. Napa know-how. This month, Napa's got all kinds of motor oil deals that can save you some serious cash. Like a five-quart jug of Napa full synthetic motor oil for just $16.49. With savings like that, you may start feeling like a VIP. But don't let it go to your head. These oil deals are for everyone. Quality parts, helpful people. That's Napa know-how. Napa know-how. General states pricing. Sales prices not include applicable state local taxes or recycling fees. Offer ends 831.20. It's that little chico pit boom, Mr. 305, but it said Mr. Worldwide. You already know what it is. Listen to my new podcast from Negative to Positive. Subscribe today. Now, part of the things that we're doing over here at Negative to Positive is encouraging people to change their lives, change the things that are within their power. I want to thank our good friends at KFC for helping me bring this to you. Feed your whole crew with KFC. Let's go. I can get the KFC bucket of chicken and you know, that's fire. Now, Bobo, you know that you could get that mac and cheese, that mashed potato, gravy, those biscuits. Now, that's that's trouble right there. That is fire right there. You know, on negative to positive, we're always talking about striving and achievement. And, and the Colonel Sanders story is, is a story that inspired me since I was 10 years old. Look how our life comes full circle. Now I'm talking about Colonel Sanders and Kentucky Fried Chicken and how much I love it. <laughs> Listen to my new podcast from Negative to Positive. Check out the vodcast. Subscribe today. Apple Podcast. Podcast One. Spotify. Welcome, everybody, to another episode of the SmackDown Live Recap. I am your host, John Roca, joined again this week, or I mean joined for the first time this week, by the CEO of the Pro Wrestling Sheet over there, Ryan Satin. How are you, man? I am doing good. Thank you for handling duties yesterday with Jay Washington. It's always fun when Jay gets to stop by. Get that insider look of what it's like to be a wrestler in the ring. Yeah, I know uh, I had a thing pop up that I had to handle, mm-hmm. so... Uh, I apologize that I couldn't be here for the Raw recap, but let's be honest, Raw wasn't that great this week. <laughs> okay. Right? I thought it was as good as last week. It was definitely not as good as last but, week. But I still somewhat enjoyed most of it. 
It was... It that's was, what I would say. A lot of hit and miss. Okay, that's fair. Uh, but SmackDown this week was way more enjoyable. I think SmackDown was almost reminiscent of Raw last week, yeah, where yeah, like, yeah. lots of stuff went down that I was pumped about, lots of cool things that I was interested in. Um, I was pumped on SmackDown last night. Jay's under the impression that, uh, and, and you, I need you to correct this because you run the site, you got the inside sources. Okay. Jay's under the impression that Bischoff and uh, uh, Heyman have not fully taken they over haven't yet. yet. They haven't well, yet. Well, like, like, it's different, you know, like... Because we felt like the headline last like week was, was Heyman you, well, no, inspired. Like I was, well, like I was telling you last week, yeah. you know... Um, um, it's very much like he's Heyman's there. Heyman's been there. Right. You know, but no, he's not like, like I reported at the time. And like I, I said it last week, yeah, too. they're both VPs. In essence, well, no, right? no, but what I said last week and what I reported as well is that it's gonna be a slow process. It was yeah. never going to be a like, okay, Bischoff and Heyman are here. Now they're in charge of everything type thing, right, you know? Right, so right. yeah, Heyman had a lot of influence on raw last week, a lot of it. And I think he had influence this week as well. Um, but he definitely had influence last week, but it wasn't, he was in charge already. Right, you know right, what I mean? Right. It's going to be a, it's going to be slowly assimilated into it, like I had said. Okay. Um, and, and same for SmackDown. I think with Bischoff, he's been much further away, so his it's going to take him a little bit longer to to, to assimilate back into yes. the the vibe of the things to get to get his uh, bearings in and stuff. So, yeah. um, no, it's not. It's okay. still, and like I said, it's all going to be so filtered through Vince. Yeah, I get. Yeah, but this this t- felt to me like old WCW days, and we'll talk. No, about No, this was not Bischoff. I'm just saying influenced. it felt to me a little bit like it, having seen the, the Bischoff uh, days in the '90s and the whole thing with Russo and the go. Like this felt very like a lot of shoot stuff um, supposedly in storylines. Okay, so that's what I want. I want to uh, see. Get your thoughts on it, and you know, of course, talk about it a little bit. But let's let's start this thing off uh, right off the bat. We're in the parking lot. Uh, uh, Ziggler shows up, getting interviewed in the middle of his interview when he's just talking about, you know, like I carry this. I don't know what he's talking about. How he carried the, uh, you know, the the brand on his back and whatever. I mean, it was maybe for two or three months. But then, but like, but then uh, Owen shows up, honks really loudly, interrupts him. They actually get into a physical brawl. They'll get separated. Although the clue was when the wrestlers were showing up behind them you knew they were going to jump in at some point to interrupt something uh because they kept like observers are coming in in the middle like that but they they come in they get into it they get separated uh and then shane ends up canceling the main event which was supposed to be kevin owens versus ziggler as a result of their actions apparently when shane does it it's okay but when anybody else does it it's not okay yeah. how did you think of this in- what did you think of this intro i liked it okay. i thought it was uh, you know when they do i like when they do something different you know mm-hmm. i like when it's not the normal thing we see and i don't think we normally start the show off with something that happened like in the parking lot earlier we have today. It in a, this is what I mean. We haven't in a very long time. It's been a minute. In, in the 90s, it happened all the time. In yeah. the 90s, they did that. Both WCW and WWE did stuff in the parking lot to lead into a show. Well, what's old is new. Yeah, uh, always, yeah, yeah. You know, I mean, that, that's how it goes. So um, I liked it. I mm-hmm. thought that it made... You know, this whole episode did a lot for for Kevin Owens. Yeah, a I lot, agree. A lot. Uh, and, and this was a good start to it. I thought yeah. that he showed good fire here. Yeah. Um, that that he that he, if he's gonna be the anti-hero thing that everyone's been wanting to see of a Kevin Owens, this was a good way to kind of like get it going to mm-hmm. kind of start the like anti-authority angle with Kevin Owens. Because to be honest with you, Roman Reigns is too nice and he's too part of oh, yeah. the like hierarchy of WWE. To genuinely feel like the anti-hero. To like, anti- like Austin did. Like Austin did. Austin was out of the mainstream. Austin hated the bosses. Yes. But it's kind of hard to believe that Roman Reigns hates the bosses when mm-hmm. they're so good to him. You yeah. know? And granted, you could say the same thing about Austin <laughs> at a certain point when he blew the fuck up. And it was just like, you know, Austin was clearly the face of the company, but the right. boss was still mad about it. You yeah. know, but, they, but 
at least in that they played it well where you knew they had this like this relationship of like, well, Vince couldn't fire his top guy for real. Yeah. So instead he's going to make his life a living hell. I don't feel like they've gotten that over enough with like the Roman Reigns storyline with Shane. Okay. But with someone like Kevin Owens, who truly has felt overlooked, yeah. who truly has not been given everything that maybe fans would like to have seen, who, you know, you heard that interview with him on Lillian Garcia's podcast yeah. a few weeks ago where he straight up said, like, <coughs> yeah. he's been having trouble finding his place the past couple of years and figuring out his role in the company. Yeah. So if he's going to be, you know, an anti-hero, if he's going to be the anti-authority, I think it's way more of a believable situation than Roman Reigns, and I think that that's why all this played so well last night. I think you make a fantastic point, Ryan, because uh, you're right. With Roman, Roman's a legacy. Like, his cousins, his uncles, his nephews, like, everybody's involved through generations in the WWE. So he doesn't really, he's, he can't be anti-establishment when he's essentially part of the establishment, right? Absolutely. With Kevin Owens, just like with Austin, this is someone who doesn't have that kind of stuff and someone who came into uh, the WWE having been stepped on by the WCW, having been disenfranchised, having not been believed in. So it makes sense. because And also Austin earmarked out, and also earmarked as the future by yeah, a lot of people. A, right, right, but not. But not funny. given that in the company that he was in. Exactly. For every, fran- for every franchise Shane Douglas, there's a Steve Austin, yeah. right? And that kind of stuff happens. And so Kevin Owens makes sense because we've all, who, all of us who love Kevin Owens and love him being on the show, we've all been frustrated like he is that he can't find his place. They can't give him that run that really sets him over like Becky had. Like run out of nowhere, put it up, boom, explosion, right? And this is an interesting way to go about it. Certainly interesting beginning. And we'll see later when he drops that pipe bomb right after the break. Well, we should go just ahead, get go into ahead, it. Yeah. I have more yeah, I want right, to say. Right that. after the break, he jumps into a pipe bomb, grabs the mic. This is where it felt like w- old Russo, uh, Bisha, uh, old uh, 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 Hogan, and uh, 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 Mr. No, not Mr. Perfect. Who am I talking about? See, I feel like it felt Jared, way more Stone Cold Steve Austin Jeff than any of those things. Well, it felt just like Jeff Jarrett and Hogan were talking out. No, like Austin that was did. stupid. All right, fine. But I mean, I'm, I get what you're saying. You know what I'm saying? But, but that was grabbing the mic. Shoot. and This is... This is much more Stone Cold anti-authority than that's a word shoot where they're saying the top guy in the company is, a, is an asshole. Right, you know? right. That's a fair point. I, I, but I didn't see uh, Vince ever try to kill Stone Cold's like, mic. I didn't see him ever try to cut the mic. I oh, try to take it out. Time. So I liked it. But I liked it. You, th- you saw him cut the mic? Yeah. I never saw him cut the mic. Or they cut the mic on CM Punk. Or on Punk they did. Yeah, 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 yeah. No, that's much more. It's not a WCW thing. I know okay. what you're trying to do here, yeah. but I really don't think it's a WCW trope right. here that All they right. were going on. Well, I'm just saying. A little bit of action, maybe. Who knows? But I really don't think that's what's going either on Either way, I loved it. Yeah. Right? Yeah, I think that. I was really surprised by the things he was able to say. Me too. Because Shane looked like he was legitimately upset. Well, here's the thing. You know, you and. Which was Brilliant. To go back to the thing we were just speaking about with uh, the believability factor yes. with, with the Roman Reigns thing, you know, to me, you know, Kevin Owens is like a wrestling. He mm-hmm. looks, he, he, I shouldn't say looks like a wrestling fan. He is a wrestling fan. Yeah, like, yeah, yeah. He, he watched wrestling his whole entire life. Um, he, he knows what the wrestling fan wants, mm-hmm, I think, mm-hmm. to a certain degree. And I feel like, you know, we on here, and I'm sure. Millions of other podcasts related to wrestling have also the same thing that, like, the amount of TV time they have dedicated to Shane McMahon over yeah. the past yeah. six months, let's say, We've even longer, yep. has been asinine. Like, yeah. I, I think Shane's been growing into the character. I think actually the past few, I'd say like month and a half, mm-hmm. past few weeks, he has kind of slowly kind of come into the character mm-hmm. a little bit more and it's starting to feel a little more natural. Yeah. But Kevin Owens is right. Mm-hmm. There's not one person who's 
six or seven months ago now when the McMahon, came, McMahon family came out and said Raw has sucked. Mm-hmm. And I realized it was a storyline thing. But when they came out here and they, said, they came out and said Raw has sucked, we're going to change – Nobody wanted more Shane McMahon. Yeah. Nobody. Yeah. Absolutely nobody. So, and, and we have said that so yeah. many times. And we're not the only ones saying That's it. That's what I'm Certainly. saying. You know, so for him to come out there and say that it was good. Yeah. You know, I think that it would made, it, it rings more true than if like the, the authority had come out again and been like, we're sorry. Now Shane is the one who sucked. We're right, going to change right, it. Right, it, right. it wouldn't, it wouldn't feel true. And mm-hmm. this is one of those situations where it does blend reality and fiction and i and i love that yeah. i think that they did such a good job of that like you said shane played his well perfectly here with I the coming mean, out really? cutting off the mic and then and then kevin was just going and grabbing me one of the other mics and then going to the announcer headset yeah. i loved all that i thought that it made kevin Owens look smart yep. it made him look like a badass um those are all things that are important you know mm-hmm. kevin owens can be one of the top guys in the company yeah. you just got to do the right thing with him and being the anti-authority anti-hero type is 100% his strong suit. You know, yeah. just like it's silly to not have the club formed in WWE. It's silly to not have Kevin Owens playing an anti-hero. Yeah, yeah. Agreed. He plays it so well. He does play it so well. Certainly in his wheelhouse. It was fun to watch this again last night. And hopefully they don't blow this one either and get him onto a nice run. I don't know where you go here. I mean, I guess he'll pair with Reigns against... Uh, against Shane and against uh, McIntyre and against Elias. But See, maybe that's the thing. I feel like they can't do that. Okay. He has to be a stone cold, like... So then they have to finish this Roman Reigns storyline? Because he would. He has to interrupt. Well, I feel like it'll end in Extreme Rules, hopefully. Okay. I'm hoping. <laughs> That's my hope. Yeah. So I feel like in order for Kevin Owens to not... In order for Kevin Owens to feel genuine, yeah. he's got to be an anti-hero, anti-authority, anti-everybody. Just yeah. like Stone Cold was. So that, just like when Stone Cold used to stun people back in the day, he's... He was a. Uh, he'd stun anyone. Yeah, he'd stun the good guys. He'd stun the bad he would, guys. He, he would. didn't trust anybody. But he's stunning people. Do you like that Owens is stunning people? That feels a little derivative. You've got your own move. Use your own goddamn move. I'm sorry. Use your own move. Sorry. It's okay. We can say curse words on here. Yeah, I don't want to get Kevin mad at me. Uh, I. He's French. Mm, that's a tough question. Canadian. Probably. I. I am kind of one of those people who believes that certain moves are sacrilegious. Right. Um. I think the stunner is is pretty sacrilegious for people to be using that. I know that we all grew up watching it. I know we all love it. I know it brings back such good memories. But for the same reason, I don't think people should be doing the rock bottom or the people's elbow. It's like... Yeah. It's 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 a thing or the leg drop. And, well, here here, and, and that's what people are gonna say. The elbow drop. Well, people is are fine. gonna say. People are gonna say. You know, the leg drop became a move. Yes. Sweet chin music became a move. Um. So why can't the others become a move? And I, I guess. But personally, if you're no. asking me personally, those are out of the realm of normal moves. Well, but he didn't a invent kick to the, the stunner. No, no, he know. didn't invent the stunner. He popularized I, the stunner. I don't stunner. know if he, in, in he didn't. The okay, he definitely didn't invent the stunner. I never saw until I saw him do it. He popularized the yeah, stunner, but he didn't invent fair. the stunner. That's fair. You know, similarly to like certainly how, the rock bottom wasn't anything new. No, right. no, and, but I didn't like when Becky started using it. Yeah, I didn't like it either. And I don't like when Ricochet started doing his version of like the people's elbow, but like the people's moonsault thing. Yeah, it just yeah, felt yeah. too like it felt like Billy Kidman. Fair, but the it's just that's, that's its own thing. Yeah, I agree. you know, like I don't, I, it's, it's, just, just do your own <laughs> thing. You know, like I don't know. I don't. Maybe that's just me. What's I don't Kevin know. Owens' finishing move? It's is the, that the power the, bomb? The pack, yeah, the yeah. Power, power bomb. Yeah. Which is cool. Who's that? It's a cool move. Can he not use it because Reigns is using it right now? Is that what this Reigns is all about? Reigns is using that. Doesn't he use the power bomb every once in a while? Or no, but he does the pop-up power, power bomb. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. Which different. is basically the Undertaker's power bomb, just in a different way. 
kind of lift power bombs. So. Similar, similar. Um, but <laughs> yeah, I, I, I wish I, I don't necessarily like people using other people's moves. It, it, yeah, yeah, I, I don't. And you yeah. know, it's you know what? I, it's funny. My whole life, I always used to like look down on Sting. Ugh. He stole Bret Hart's finishing move. And I was always kind of like, Ugh. and then I found out it was his finishing move that Brett took. Yeah, yep. And I was like, oh, man, I didn't know that. Yeah. And then I go back. And this was like in my adult years. It was I the best there was, the best ever will be, and the best that stole things. So, you know, <laughs> I mean, what are you going to say? Don't, and look, and I hate to break it to you, Sting is better than Bret Hart. All right, let's move on. Whoa. To, wait, no, please, no, 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 no. Please. You can't just drop Five a mile. You can't it's just not dro- even a question. You can't just drop a fucking fiery take like that and be like, okay, now we move on. Excuse me? So much better. Are you insane? One, excuse me. Two, how dare you? <laughs> <laughs> Name one iconic feud with Bret Hart. One other Shawn than Shawn Michaels. Michaels. Stone Cold. No. It was what one match. What are you match. talking about? It, it, it was one match you, where he passed out. But it's an iconic feud between Sting the two of them. had flair for his entire career. That was incredible. Shawn Michaels and Bret Hart is just as legendary of a feud as Sting and Ric Flair. No. It changed the business. They're different eras. You can't, you, that's, that is ridiculous. It's, it's ridiculous that you're saying this the same thing. What? Oh my you, God. You're crazy. Bret Hart was champion during one of those boring eras of the WWE. And everybody knows it, so. Uh, and right. Sting had these like. Sting was fantastic oh, at the yeah. WCW. Oh, because Sting brought WCW to the top. He didn't. He did Flair. That was Flair and Sting. Sting didn't bring anyone to the top. And then he went away for a fucking year because they didn't yeah, even like him Hart, in WCW. Hart didn't bring anybody to the top. Hart just took over when it had already been started Hart by Hogan. Hart is considered one of the best wrestlers of all time. Uh, all right. People don't put Sting on that list. He, what? People put Sting on one of the best wrestlers of all time. Top 10? Hell yes. <laughs> You're insane. You're insane. All right, let's... <laughs> Yeah, it's a great match. This is a great battle. This should be a separate thing. I've tried. Yeah, this should be a separate battle for the uh, uh, wrestling sheet. Am I supposed to do it this weekend? Uh... What? No, 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 no. We're going to talk about that. Okay. Yeah. Oops. That's behind, <laughs> that's behind the curtain stuff. Uh, all right, let's move on. Finn Balor took on Shinsuke Nakamura. Hey, remember Shinsuke Nakamura? Hey, remember Finn Balor? They, <laughs> was they got it. But I thought this was a really great match. It was awesome to see Shinsuke back again. I don't know how you wrestle in all that leather. I went through an NJ. I went to through an NJPW wormhole over the weekend for July Fourth. I sent to uh, Ryan this great Ringer article breaking down this rivalry in NJPW, and then I just started watching. Matches much to my girlfriend's chagrin, uh, but she got to watch the British television. So what did I care? I got to watch this a little more, and I did forgot. you watch their, their their match this weekend? Yes. Okay. Cool. Yeah, 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 yeah. Think about it. That was woo. yeah, great match, dude. Yeah, great it's show. Fantastic. Yes, great show. Agreed. So you look at this. This this was fun to see again, but Shinsuke wins. So what's this mean? It's, it's uh, got to mean what I was saying, yeah, right? right? The the, uh, the club. Because for a minute, for a minute, I thought. That it was for the title. Yeah. And I was like... I thought it was for the title as well. Okay, so I'm glad it wasn't just me. And then all of a sudden they go, and uh, Shinsuke wins. And you're like, wait, 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 what? Where's the belt? Doesn't he walk away with the belt? Why let him fight if it's not for the belt? What's the fucking point? I'm so glad that wasn't just me who thought that. (laughs) Because I literally went, I was right. Yeah. And then they were like... Oh, Shinsuke just pinned their title champion. And I went, oh, damn, I wasn't right. He didn't win the title yet. But to me... This feels like that has to be what they're building towards. Yes. What you got? AJ just you know dragged the the the, the good brothers out of their rut, and yeah. now they're main eventing. You know, and they're back. The club's back together, and they're they're 
run roughshod or whatever, you know? And mm-hmm. so I feel like him yeah. losing, you know, yeah. him losing here has to be like the beginning of a rut for th- Finn Balor. I agree. He's was off TV for a few weeks mm-hmm. or whatever. Then he comes back and he loses to someone else who's been off TV for yeah. a few weeks. Yep. Either that is some crazy short-sighted booking. Yeah. Or it's smart because they're going somewhere with it. And obviously those are the only two options. But still, <laughs> I, 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 I'm, my, my hope is yeah. that it's the latter. That this is to build up something more yes. for, for Finn Balor. I that, mean, you hope that that's hope, what they're setting up. I really hope. I mean, it, it makes sense. Yeah, of course it makes sense. Although they, well, they do it have too the conversation. They are starting to have a lot of heels that are like yeah. racking. I don't know if it's needed as much. Yeah, yeah. Uh, but I, for Finn, yes. I, I meant more so not needed in the like overall scheme of like more heels considering people love Finn Balor. Mm-hmm, but mm-hmm. at the end of the day, it, in the long run, yeah. it, I think is the best option and it's the only thing I could think of watching this. Yeah. I, I did like the match. Yeah, I liked the match, too. So uh, many Kinshasa. Let's, oh, my God, it was great. The, the, uh, the one outside the ring was incredible. That was a great Kinshasa. Uh, let's, uh, let's see what happens. I, I want Shinsuke to take that belt and come back into prominence and fight. Good God Almighty, fight. You want to talk about building up Kevin Owens? Build up Shinsuke. For God's sakes, the man is an artist. He's called the artist for a reason because he is an artist in the ring. We have been lesser fans for not having seen him uh, consistently on TV, doing his best work on pay-per-views or whatever. I don't know if he was injured. I don't know if it's a storyline situation. I don't know what it is. Or, you know, like it's just his turn to take a break in the rotation. I don't know. But God damn it, get him back on the screen and get him into a good rivalry because this is this man is incredible wrestling. He seemed energized, yeah. too. That's what I enjoyed about it, too. He seemed really into it. Yeah. But that's something we talked about a couple weeks ago. Like, it seems like all the wrestlers are really into it. I don't really find a lot of people mailing it in much anymore. So It's been pretty good like the past, past- like a couple weeks. Right. Whether you like the storylines or not, whether the, the matches work for you or not, the commitment of the wrestlers, I don't think you can call into question over the last few weeks. I agree with you. Yeah. Very much so. Yeah, I like that. Let's go backstage. Uh, we're gonna, I'm going to throw in the, the backstage stuff as it goes along. But let's go backstage to, to the big one here, which is we finally get the answer for Aleister Black. It is Cesaro, who walks in in a nice uh, bright suit, which I thought was a nice balance to the ball. After Black. like uh, strolling his crotch across the street yeah, that multiple was a little times. Weird. And his deft hand touching the chair. Yeah, as Alistair Black is sitting there. Oh, my disembodied head wants to know what is happening here. <laughs> uh, but they go, they have a, a back and forth here uh, between them. Not, but I didn't, the fans didn't explode at the news that it's Cesaro. And for this buildup to be Cesaro was a little bit of letdown, even though um, you've said many times before that you like Cesaro, you want him to get a run. I don't know if this is the way to start the run because he's going to have to lose to Alistair. That's how I looked at it. Yeah. It, it, it. You know, I felt like he's been doing his own thing on Raw. I don't really understand the point of putting him in this feud. Just like, just like the Bray Wyatt thing yeah. would have been tough because they both need the win because they're getting rebuilt right now. They're, 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 building up their characters, you yeah, know? Yeah, yeah. Um, I don't feel like this segment really did either of them any favors. You know, yeah. I, I felt like... A bit of a letdown. Like, a little bit of a letdown. As much as I like Cesaro, the way it was, like, built up, like, it was going to be a big deal. Yeah. And it's like, it's not Cesaro's not a big deal at this point. Like, I love Cesaro. He's one of my favorite wrestlers. Of course. But I don't know if, like, the reveal of, right. of him was, you know, something that people were, oh, crap you know right where's he been or something like that we've seen what he's been doing you know well if alistair's a face now right he would be a because cesaro's not a f- that's the other thing that was yeah, confusing about true. it is that it's they've true. kind of been angling this as him being a heel yeah even though like he's not he wasn't a heel before the way they've been playing this whole thing up was kind of heelish yeah um 
And I don't think Cesaro is someone who's going to get... He, he's also a heel, so he's not going to get yeah. this big pop. Like, oh, Cesaro's going after him. It was like, oh, Cesaro's going after him. So it's two heels going up against yeah, each yeah, other. Yeah, yeah. I also think, you know, I like Cesaro a lot. But his aesthetic was a little... I don't know. It wasn't... Yeah. Like, the, like, undershirt with the blazer and then also the mouthpiece. It was like, what look is he going for yeah. here? I was a little confused with that, too. Um but the match is going to be dope. Like, yeah, sure. Both of these guys are great wrestlers, and the idea of Cesaro and Aleister Black in a match does sound awesome to me, yeah. um, regardless of all the other stuff I just said. Um, I think the real thing going on here is that from I believe that Heyman is involved in things, obviously, and mm-hmm. I think Heyman, I mean, these are two Heyman guys. Oh, okay. So I'm guessing that it was something along the lines of, like, he's like, I can make something work with these two guys, okay. you know, and they're kind of letting him roll with it. That's, that's what I think is going on All here. Because, right. we'll I mean, Cesaro's a Heyman guy. We yeah. saw it on TV yeah, yeah, for a while. So yeah. um, I'm, sure, I'm sure the Mad Genius has something planned out. So I'm, I'm holding out. That's I'm reserving so. judgment in the end. But I, I felt like this reveal was a little bit of a miss, especially because they said he's not going to reveal himself now. Yeah, and then he shows up. And then he just started doing, like, ring around the Rosie around the – or. Yeah. or not ring around the Rosie, uh, where he was doing like the musical chairs, musical where he was chairs. like walking around in circles around the chair, and yeah, then he yeah. sat down. It was like weird. That um, was weird. I don't know. Yeah, I, I, I'm excited for the match, but I right. didn't love the reveal. Yeah, I agree with you. I think the match will be fine. The program itself doesn't excite me. We'll see what happens and where it goes. Yeah. Right? Maybe. I mean, uh, we weren't that excited about Sheamus versus Cesaro. That turned out to be a great thing. So or the 24 seven title. Oh, right. Or the 24 seven title. Most recently, certainly. All right. Let's move on here to Nikki Cross and Bailey having this contract signing. Uh, once again, really good back and forth. I think Nikki really owned the segment. I was very surprised by this. I thought she gave as good as she got. And even there were moments where you really did feel like you don't need Alexa. And I wonder what the logic is here. If this was logically done, obviously it's purposely done, purposely done. But what was the logic here to remove Alexa from this program? Was it, for now, was it to let Nikki kind of spread her wings and do her stuff and kind of see if she could stand on her own? In a main, uh, in a spotlight situation, I would say a little bit of that, okay. and also a little bit of this will help when Alexa doesn't actually allow Nikki to be the co-champion, right? And then it's like Nikki said, "But I did all of this." It's like, well, no, can I hold the belt? No, no, you can't hold the belt. And I feel like that's where they're going to go with this: oh. is that Nikki thought that she was going to be the co-champion, right. and Alexa's, well, no, no, I'm actually the champion type thing, like. Or, or something like that. Where right, she's Nikki gonna... gets the pin to get the belt, and then Alexa, but Alexa takes well, the belt. Right, we'll and let Nikki her have the did belt. all of it. That's right. where I'm. I'm guessing they're yeah, going to go yeah, with yeah, it. Yeah. Um, I didn't love this segment. Mm-hmm. I I feel like we've been far apart on this one. On mm-hmm. in general with this, because you do love Bailey and Alexa I Bliss. Do. I love Bailey. So and Alexa, yeah. I I and, but and I, I haven't and I liked, liked them. But I haven't liked the Nikki part of this program okay. that much. Fair. I liked her better last night. Okay. Fair. I thought she kind of grabbed the ball and ran with a little bit more than she has before. Fair. Fair. I uh, mm-hmm. yeah. I I didn't love all of this, mm-hmm. uh, but I at least it helped. To establish where they're going with it, because yeah. it does seem like that's where they're going to go. The Bailey's going to lose the t- the title, and then Sasha comes back, and we're going to get a tag team title ma- or tag team match between yeah. Alexa and Nikki versus Sasha and Bailey. That's my guess. Yeah, that's what a lot of people were saying that yesterday. Uh, or, uh, uh, yeah, yesterday, I guess, in reaction to the Raw stuff that happened, like it's like you don't have a friend, you need a friend, you should get a friend, and everyone's like, oh. Bags, it's you don't know what it's back. like to have a friend yeah. like All I do. All your friends abandoned you. Yeah, yeah so, so Sasha's coming back. But do you and th- she's on the poster now for SummerSlam. Sasha is? Amongst 
other still oh, superstars, okay. Okay. but yes. Damn. All right, so we're going to see her, I guess, come back in some form because it's the send-off show. She certainly didn't show up here, so will she show – will she – I wonder what role she will play in the whole situation. Um and this could be very interesting because, right, does it go in the angle where they lose the belt and they fight over who holds the belt or whatever? Or does uh, uh, Sasha come down help, uh, uh, um, Bailey. help Bailey and then Nikki sees Alexa trying to screw Nikki over to get the situation? And then, like, Nikki turns on her, too. So we'll see. Totally. totally. Certainly a lot, of, does, a lot of angles to play. Yeah, absolutely. It yeah. does lend itself to a lot of things. Yeah, yeah, so yeah. for that, I liked it. Okay. All right, fair enough. But then Nikki tells uh, Bailey to stick around to watch her match, and Carmella gets served up to Nikki, which was a little bit of a surprise that they let Carmella take the loss. But then again, a lot of uh, ladies took losses to Carmella to build Carmella up. So this is her, like, giving back in the way they gave back to her. She loses no shine because she's got that 24-7 yeah. stuff going on. But Nikki, in a bit Not of Not even move- remembered today, or that loss. Right, you know? exactly. Like, oh. Yeah, nobody's like, all upset about it. But Nikki uh, ruthlessly looks at Bailey as the 1-2-3 gets counted. So this could blossom him into a legitimate rivalry between these two. I also felt like this was kind of helping to steer in the direction of like a heel Nikki, which could be better than this nice, yes. happy-go-lucky person, that, I, the like friendly person we've been seeing. I agree. The 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 um, heel Nikki would be interesting. Yeah, Just it was shining out a little more here. I felt. Yeah, yeah, yeah. When she says uh, when it's time for Nikki to play, she has all the fun. You're like, yeah. Hmm? Run <laughs> <laughs> uh, me some of my girlfriends when I was 20 years old. All right, Jack Team Summit here. Let's do this. Heavy Machinery, New Day, and Daniel Bryan and Rowan. Uh, it was a triple threat match here between Daniel Bryan. Uh, uh, who, who else was in this thing? I always forget who's in this thing. Uh, it was Otis, Otis, Xavier Woods, and Daniel Bryan. Daniel right? Bryan. They're going, but they were promos to begin. Oh, this yes. whole the set, yes. everything. New Day came out, and did their promo. Then Bryan and Rowan came out, and they were New Day making fun of Rowan, saying, "We don't know who your daddy is from week to week," which Whoa. was great. Ooh, that's I definitely, a strong statement. There's not a lot of times when I'm watching Ross back now and I audibly go like, oh, damn. <laughs> and that was one of them. Where I'm like, oh, damn. You guys did him like that? Damn. Yeah, but Daniel also coming back saying, you guys have never ridden above the mid card. Yeah. You're like, oh. So this is, I'm just saying, this is getting a harder edge to it lately over the last couple it. of weeks. The promos, I wonder where this is leading to or who's making these decisions to make them go harder in promo. But it's Vince McMahon. All right, fair enough. You, but whenever you wonder... The answer is Vince McMahon. If, if it's about to be who made this decision in WWE, it was Vince McMahon. I wish I could do a thing like, I wonder who made it, and then Vince just popped. It was me. Yeah, just picture uh, that puppet from the Bray Wyatt <laughs> things popping out. It was me. It was good shit. With the horns on. Yeah. Um, but then, you know, Heavy Machinery comes out and does a nice promo for themselves as well. Otis and Tucker doing some great work there back and forth. Uh, I like that they didn't do this thing anymore. Yes. And, 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 and he did, when he, when he did the, we're going to be the WWE Tag Team Champions and did like the Xavier Woods, yeah. like, hip thing and then he was like because we're coming i was like oh man i love it i love how overly sexual otis is and it's okay for some reason yeah 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 i love it it's hilarious it feels innocent yeah and fun um but i i don't know what a blue collar party is so i don't know if i'd want to go to a blue collar party oh i'd go you would oh yeah all right it seems like a lot of otis there Seems like a lot of gunplay would probably be involved in a blue-collar party. Is That's Otis a, there? Probably. Otis is there. There's going to be stakes there, so I'm down. All right, fine. I'm not shooting squirrels at no dump. I'm not going to no blue-collar party like that. I'll hang out and have beers. I'm down. Have some barbecue. I'm down. You wouldn't do a little backyard shooting? Nope, nope. Put some, bar- put some country music on. I'm down to go. But I'm not shooting any varmints in the back of no damn backyard. You got, right? like, little bottles. <laughs> 
no bottles. I did that already growing up in Southern Virginia. All right. So this triple threat match, I thought I saw some people not liking this triple threat match. I didn't think it was a bad triple threat match. I enjoyed this yeah. triple threat match. I don't know what people were complaining about. I love that they're making Otis a star. Like yes. they're making Otis. Otis like, gets the fact the that Otis here. is, is Keeping his own, holding his own yeah. with Xavier Woods and Daniel Bryan, like that's a big deal. I mean, those are two mainstays in WWE. I'll be honest with you, and you might not like me saying this. Uh-oh. I think Tucker should be worried because Otis Otis is going to be a star. He yeah. does not Agreed. need a tag team. Tag but team. I will say, although Tucker's been doing nice work, but, but I also think he's doing a good job. Of, like I said, of being like the straight man. Like yeah. he, he's doing a really good sure, job sure, sure. of. I feel like Otis, as much as I love him is similar to me all over the place mm. you know like your, your mind's in a million places and it's just like a explosion you right. know um i think tucker is like a, is you were like hold can steer the ship yep you know and i and otis can kind of hang on and do his thing when, when need be or whatever yeah. but that's kind of like this show i'd be like where you lead <laughs> things and keep us going keep us on track or whatever so um i think totus 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 is good tucker is good in that regard i think it's, it, he is a uh, uh, very necessary component of, sure. of the team but you're right for now for now I, yeah. but you're right in yeah. future reference i do think that however tucker's a really big dude yes so but so is cass True. I mean, this to me has Enzo Cass written all over. Fair. Because I feel like Enzo was a stand, obviously running the mic, or whatever. And Cass did his thing, but big dudes who can't control the mic and can't be great on the mic consistently rarely get over. I mean, it's the, Tucker's good on the mic. Yeah, though. He, he's good on the mic. I just think the look of him isn't a hundred percent. We'll see. Yeah, fair. We'll see. And there's nothing wrong. Uh, he's nothing. the type who can easily be repackaged though in a more serious sure. way and be taken seriously. Possibly down the line when he's more over after this team. It would be fun to see a Tucker versus Otis type of program totally. maybe down the road. But totally. Otis certainly the star here, getting the pin. They're giving him the shine, that's for sure. And getting the pin was, I was like, man, you yeah, know, uh, good. Uh, and and just in general, I mean, all of the, it was well worked the match. It was believable when he won. Absolutely. I wasn't against any of it. Um, yeah, I really liked. I, I liked this whole thing. I, yeah. I I I I was off the radar yet yesterday from those days, so I didn't see SmackDown until late at night. Okay. So I didn't see a lot of the reaction. Did people, right. not, people didn't like this match? Yeah, some people were giving it like a, 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 a bad issue or saying some complaints about it. Don't complain that it, about it Otis and Daniel Bryan and Xavier yeah. Woods. Exactly. You know, I, I liked it. There's things. There's better things to complain about. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, yeah, I enjoyed it overall. I thought it was a good match. Um, and then we move on uh, to another backstage stuff that was going on there between Paige and Kari Sane. And, I'm glad you brought this up. Yeah. Paige, Kari, Sane, uh, uh, and... Uh, uh, I, I, Paige, Kari, Sane, Asuka. Asuka, sorry, Asuka. It's been so awesome. I've seen Asuka. I forget her name. Uh, against the Iconics here, they come out laughing, and then they fake that they're sick. I don't, and then they have a back and forth. I don't know where Paige slaps Billy, poor Billy Kay, and uh, they kind of, you know, like, uh, you know, uh, slink off while the two ladies there, Asuka and Kari, are waiting and salivating, having won, having beaten them in Japan two weeks ago, So, which they showed. So this is... And they actually spoke truth about... This is was about last night, uh, Ryan. A lot of people were speaking what things have been said on the internet yeah. for the most part. I agree. I so agreed. I wonder if that's oh, WWE taking ownership of it and kind of turning it around. I think so. Uh, okay, so th- that's basically what Paige said the overrated, underwhelming uh, joke. You want to look at my flu? Call them clowns. Yeah. All that kind of stuff. Um, so, okay, one, I cackled laughing when Peyton said she had mad cow disease. Mad cow or bird mad, flu. Yeah, mad cow flu. That's yeah, what she mad said. Mad cow bird flu. <laughs> it's very rare. That cr- I was dying. I hadn't heard mad cow in so long. Oh, yeah. It's like such an old school thing that you don't hear talk. I remember the whole mad cow disease yeah. freak out. Oh, God, that was 
mid 90s yeah. like that late cool. 90s i remember boston legal using it shatner's character constantly said he had mad gal which is why he did crazy things on the show <laughs> yeah i remember that was like a thing yeah, for, a while. for a while it's not a thing that's used it's anymore like the bird flu was for a while <laughs> avian flu or whatever totally that's why it took me back i was like that's good that, yeah. was, that was good sars is next yeah <laughs> um you know a few weeks ago we were talking about the kabuki warriors yeah, yeah. before they even had the name and i was saying one of my complaints was like they didn't feel like a team as much mm-hmm. um I don't know what changed, but last night they actually in this promo, yep. they felt like a a, a, a team. Even like though they didn't felt, say a word. What? Even though they didn't say a word. Yep. Yeah, not even necessarily. It, no, more no, so I agree Paige with you. I'm and saying Oscar and Kyrie. Right. Like all three. Yes. They just had like had a, it just didn't match. Yep. But I think, and it might be the most minor thing, and I, but but sometimes those are the most important. The pink leather jacket. The fact that she had a pink leather jacket to yeah. match their pink attire of their shirts or whatever, I was like, yeah. oh, she's their manager. You right. know, like, that's not just Paige hanging out with Asuka and Kyrie. She's exactly. now their manager. Like, Jimmy Hart. When Jimmy Hart would have, like, the jacket yeah. that matched his client, that's kind of how it felt to me. I was yep. like, yeah, managers should be part of the <laughs> those, team. Those jackets were the best. Oh, I know. Like, but the managers should be part of the team. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, so for some reason, even her slapping Billy Kay, like, to me, I felt like, Paige cares about this team. Yeah. Paige is their manager. Yeah. She wants to fight for these guys. Mm-hmm. And as short and quick as this segment was, to me, it did a really good job for the team. It helped sell Thoroughly the agree. Japan thing. Thoroughly uh, agree. And the upcoming title match. So yeah. I, 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 I like it. Do you think it'll end up with them having the title down the road here? I think so. Yeah. I think it seems so. like the logical way to go, doesn't it? I think so. Okay. But I keep thinking, but my, my, the. Yeah. My problem is I feel like Sasha Banks has to factor into the tag team title scene somehow. Okay. But maybe not. Maybe they just, you know, the Kabuki Warriors win, and then once Bailey and Sasha are back together, we get the Kabuki Warriors against well, Sasha and Bailey. And I also think you need to kind of, like, work Sasha back on television. A lot of fans are mad about what happened with Fair. Sasha. And she, you know, I love Sasha to pieces. I will always forgive her. I will. I, I'm a mark for her well, there's until the end of time. Not. Here's my thing about that. You'd probably do the same fucking thing if you were in her position. Yeah, probably. You know? So, but like, a lot of people are complaining about it, and I'm just saying. I know, but I'm the one who, like, put that out there, and even me, I feel like people think that I look negatively on it. Yeah, no, yeah. I understand. She was fucking frustrated, yeah, you know? Was. It wasn't a thing where she was putting down the iconics right. or anything like that. It was about her yeah. and Bailey and, and what they felt, and I get that. Like, dude, people act out in wrestling all the time. We saw Joey Janela and fucking... Enzo fight at a Blink-182 concert. You know, like, these things happen in wrestling. There's no reason for anyone to be mad at Sasha for wanting more in her career. Right. You know, like, I never used the word tantrum. That was what other people looked at us. And even if it was, so what? Yeah. Like, you know how many times Hulk Hogan threw a fucking tantrum backstage? Stone Cold's left. He he left. Left. He left shows. Peaced when they out. told him what they were going to do with him. And he not left. losing to that person, not showing up yep. to work today. Yep. Hogan did that all the time. Flair did it all the time. The legends do that kind yeah, of stuff. Because yeah, so they whatever. have cachet. They have cachet to do that. Like, I think it's so silly. Yeah. So, uh, to uh, forgive her for. Yeah. If anything, you should be like, good. You care about your career. Good job. Yeah. yeah. That's how I look at it. And you want to get the best. You want to be the best. And there's nothing wrong with believing in yourself. Yeah. Part of believing in yourself sometimes is making people respect you or not being part of a situation where you don't feel respected. And if That's you're not kind of being respected, you remove yourself from the situation. Exactly. exactly. You know, for every company man, there are people who want to kind of uh, shine in a different way. Yes. You know, and both ways can lead you to the top. Look at Kofi as a company man taking all the kind of crap he's taken for years. Look at the benefit. But there are other people who kind of move their way through in a different way and are title holders 
shoulders for a long time. So yep. there's no one right way to do it. That's for damn sure. Uh, let's go uh, backstage again, and this time with Kofi Kingston and Samoa Joe. What did you think of their promos? I actually like this promo a lot. I think that – well, both promos. Yeah. I, liked, I liked Kofi's promo because Kofi really is starting to get out of that, like, hey, look at I won the title at WrestleMania, but he's right. passed it finally. And right. I'm so happy for it because he – is, his confidence is at an all-time high. It you really can is. see it in his promos like yep. he's feeling himself. And um, I do worry that he was a little, storyline-wise, not yep. in real life-wise, uh-huh. I worry that his confidence is going to come back to bite him in storyline terms, and we're going to see Papa Joe at his house doing things to all the people he loves yep. and, and doing really dastardly things to his family because Joe loves to do that kind of thing. And we'll see Kofi get to his breaking point. I hope that's where they go with yeah, this. Yeah, yeah. Um, you know, I do believe that the debut on Fox. Mm-hmm. It's been my prediction all along that I think Brock Lesnar is going to cash in on the debut episode <sighs> on Fox. And beat Kofi. And beat Kofi. Oof. This could keep Kofi busy for the next few months. Or if you really want to put him over, Lesnar cashes in and Kofi still wins. That would really put Kofi over. I mean, in my mind, in my business mind, I'm not thinking about it in terms of putting Kofi over. Yeah. I'm thinking about it in terms of, like, the biggest possible stuff for Fox. And I feel like they're going to try and get a Ronda appearance to, like, at least cut a promo, first one since WrestleMania. And I feel like Brock cashes in, and then you have Brock on Fox for the first few months of the show feuding with Kofi. And Kofi's trying to get title until whatever. It finally gets it back. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Maybe WrestleMania. Kofi versus... Wow. Kofi versus Brock Brock and WrestleMania. That's an interesting thing. I, I know, this is just what I would do if I was in charge. Yeah, this is how fair. I look at it. And not even I, I, how I, I like it. It seems not, it doesn't seem entirely out of the realm no, of possibility. No, of course it doesn't. No, no, no. Especially where we're at timing wise in the year and, with and, the way they've been put, and the way they've been putting Kofi over. Yep. Yeah, against really good competition. Yes. So you can't argue that at all. Uh, all right, we end the night with a final five. And Smojo's promo was awesome, too. Smojo's promo was great. Yeah. I liked his serious yeah. demeanor, like. He seemed like scary dude. Yeah. Scary dude. Like, yeah. you want to mess with that guy. I dig it. Uh, Roman Reigns took on Zolf Ziggler. We Earlier in the night, Ziggler had been told by Shane McMahon with McIntyre standing there and, Drew, and Elias that he, if he wants to get in his good graces and get back in the fold here, you will be in the main event. You'll fight uh, Roman Reigns now, and we'll be there to back you up. Uh, the match happens. Certainly a good match between the both of them. Not a great match, because it's kind of a shorter match than you ex- expect. But good near falls that I believed and yeah, stuff, because yeah. I wasn't looking at the time. Absolutely. Uh, but uh, but certainly Shane and them get all get all involved in the situation. Eventually, Kevin Owens comes out to mess with stuff, and a Ziggler looks like he might get the victory. Well, no, no, no. Zigzag, wasn't it? Owens came out after the match. Oh, so, sorry, after the match. So, was, so it, the, the, they, they pulled Ziggler out of the ring, right? Right. And then... The match was no contest, wasn't it? Well, eventually, it was, no, Reigns did defeat Ziggler. Oh, yeah, they pulled him out, yeah. and then he went back in. Right. Wait, was it in the match? Yeah. Oh, you're right, you're right. It yeah. wasn't after the match, you're right. Yeah, yeah, it was in My the match. My apologies. No worries, it was in the match. Uh, Ziggler thinks he's got you're the, right. the edge on Reigns, trying to get him in a zigzag from behind. Reigns throws him off, does a spear, pins him, one, two, three. Uh, but now you further three things in this situation. One, Reigns uh, keeps going forward to extreme rules. Shane and Elias and McIntyre are very firm as a team, but also Kevin Owens is going to be messing up Shane's stuff all over the place. That's not going to end. So uh, I like this overall. I loved it. Yeah. I thought the the stunner moment, even though I complained about people using the stunner, when he ran in, yeah. it was a cool surprise. I wasn't expecting it. Mm-hmm. I liked the way they did that. And if they're going to go Owens versus the authority, that's the smart direction to yeah, take. Yeah, exactly. It's 100% the direction What would you go. think about a Kevin Owens pilgrimage to Stone Cold's Broken Skull Ranch to talk about this situation? 
for tips or hints or something like that, where they like uh, have a meeting and, uh, and there's like video. It's got to be down the line. Yeah, you think down after establish a little bit. Of that? You got to establish that he is a stone cold like character. So first. maybe, so maybe the authority is is getting up on Kevin and Owens. He some and he needs some advice. advice and goes to Stone Cold. That's what I would think. Yeah, that's a great. You can take that from me. I, say, I want some credit. <laughs> uh, all right. Uh, that's uh, the review for SmackDown Live. That's everything that happened there. We'll see. I uh, wanted to go through the Extreme Rules card with. Wait, uh, no. I'm going to do that on Wrestling She Radio this okay. week. So can I give my thoughts then? Is that possible? <sighs> all right. Fine. I don't have to. I mean, we can't. I mean, no. I got to get back to work. I'm going to do that. On, we're we're going right. to do a full rundown on Wrestling She Radio this week on the same channel. So don't you guys take my, Don't. Steal my content before I can do it. All right, it. fine. Because <laughs> then I don't got, got a lot to talk about tomorrow. All right, fine. Sorry. That's it. That's it. I guess if you want to hear my predictions, DM me. We can talk about it. Maybe I'll record a separate video with this in my background and say something. But either way, there it is. All right. Well, thanks, everybody, for watching this episode of SmackDown Live Recap. Always a blast to hear what you guys think, what you guys feel, good and bad, about our thoughts on the storylines and the characters here on the show. Ryan, tell them when they can read, listen, and watch everything we do. ProWrestlingSheet.com. <laughs> That's the website where you can find all the top stories in the world of professional wrestling throughout the week. Uh, at Wrestling Sheet on social media, youtube.com slash C slash Wrestling Sheet. That's where you can find all the videos that we do. Ron Smackdown recaps, Wrestling Sheet Radio, any other stuff I put up there. So if you're there, I appreciate it. Thank you for already watching there, but make sure you subscribe as well. Subscribe, like the videos, comment. Uh, I check them all out. I read the comments. I'm involved. So please, please like, subscribe, all that kind of stuff. It helps me out a lot. But if you just want to listen while you're driving, go subscribe to our podcast feed. It's on uh, Spotify iTunes, uh, you know, Podcast One, all the major podcast platforms. Just search for Wrestling Sheet Radio. There you go. That's all you need to know. Follow him at Ryan Satin. Follow me at The Rogue Says. Uh, and we will talk to you next week with more recaps of Raw and SmackDown. Don't forget uh, Pro Wrestling Radio on Wrestling uh, Sheet Radio. Oh, sorry, Wrestling Sheet Radio on Thursday night. They'll do the predictions and uh, hopefully enjoy yourself this weekend watching that Extreme Rules pay per view. We'll talk to you soon. ProWrestlingSheet.com. Napa know-how. At Napa Auto Parts stores and Napa Auto Care centers, get a $25 prepaid Visa card when you get any Napa automotive battery. It's the best deal for some of the best batteries from some of the best car people around. But we might be a little partial. Anywho, pick up any Napa automotive battery and save 25 bucks. Do it yourself or have it done for you. That's Napa know-how. Napa know-how. At participating Napa Auto Parts stores and Napa Auto Care centers. While supplies last, offer ends 831.20. Stay little chico, pit boom, Mr. 305, better said Mr. Worldwide, and I'm here to tell you about my new podcast, From Negative to Positive, brought to you by my friends over at State Farm. I believe that to have success, you got to play the game, so that the game doesn't play you. You know, the biggest risk you take is not taking one. It's very important that you make sure that you make the most out of your money, especially when it comes to insurance. State Farm offers surprisingly great rates. They have great agents standing by helping you personalize your coverage. All this is backed up by award-winning, easy-to-use technology. It's a great price with an even greater service. When you want the real deal, like a good neighbor, State Farm is there. 
Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts, start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. When you make decisions for your company, you look for the no-brainers. If you have a lot of mailing to do, Stamps.com is the ultimate no-brainer. Use the Stamps.com mobile app to mail everything you need to keep your business running with up to 89% off USPS and UPS. Make the same no-brainer decision as over 1 million other businesses with Stamps.com. Use code PROGRAM for a special offer. That's Stamps.com, code PROGRAM.